Fine. Okay. Should we start? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good luck, everybody. Thank you for joining tonight's alumni Q&A session with Rosh Hashiva and Irv Rangel. I guess the topic tonight is lessons learned moving forward from COVID. Um, I guess one positive consequence of COVID is the popularity of Zoom, which is helping us tonight to be able to connect with alumni throughout the country. In the past, we had very nice in-person get-togethers, but you know, we we're always limited by location. So I'm hoping that you know, one of the lessons that we, I guess, keep with us is this Zoom concept. Um, so this way in the future, I mean, obviously I hope we could get together in person, but also be able to reach out and have a couple sessions where we could interact with alumni throughout the country. Uh, before we move forward with the questions, I would first like to explain, I guess, the setup for tonight's session. We have received many questions over the past few weeks, and I'll be asking some of them to the Rosh Hashiva, and some to Rev Rangel, and some to both. The order of the questions are based on time that they came in. I'll try to get as much questions in as time allows. If you have any follow-up question, please post it on the chat, and again, I will try to get it in as well. Also, if you have additional questions, you can post that on the chat, and if we have time, we'll be able to put that in. Okay, so the first question is for the Rosh Hashiva. Is it moral to discriminate yeah. against people who are unvaccinated by not allowing them into the shul, stores, or schools? So I'm not, I'm not sure about that question, even in sense of what does it mean? Is it immoral or immoral? Um, a tzibur, so a, a, a tzibur has the right and maybe duty to make takhanis that are um, for the benefit of the community. Yeah. Now, the, uh, for instance, uh, imagine somebody has a child that's extremely noisy and they bring him to shul and it stares the davening. You can ask either to find a way to make the child quiet or not to disturb the tzibur. Tzibur can make takhanis and the takana about vaccination, if it affects, so if it's because I don't like people who don't vaccinate, I think they're crazy, they're stupid, they're whatever you want, that's a, a takana that's not right in the sense um, you may not like the person, but it's not affecting anyone negatively. But if the tzibur feels, based on reasonable evidence, that these people are a danger to the rest, then they certainly, not only can they, but they have to make a takana. In other words, they may be right or wrong whether vaccination is good or not good, but if they feel that way, they should make a takana like that. So, so the idea of it being discriminating I, 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 and immoral, I, I don't understand why or how. Um, if it would be something where I think you're crazy for not vaccinating your kid, and I'm going to bully you into doing it, that's, a, that's a, an issue that, that I, I would feel is something that needs to be debated. But if the tzibur feels that that's um, a danger to the tzibur in some way, or a very difficult inconvenience, then the tzibur can and should make those takanas. Does Rebbe feel, you know, have, does Rebbe have, I guess, a feeling if people should get vaccinated? Is that, is that the right thing to do? Um, well, well, I can refer you to the address um, in Halacha. If, if there's a question 
about eating on Yom Kippur, and the Mishnah talks about doctors. So a robe of doctors, um, the, the, I would say a robe of doctors should be what it gives direction. Um, it, it's simply the Rav's business to determine, um, is there a rove? Uh, you know, there's, there's a difference between Lechumra and Lekula, but I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I think that's what the answer depend on. So it, 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 the, 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 the answer to that question lies over there. I, I don't hear where there's an, another issue. So ask your, ask the doctors and whatever the rove says, it should be should be what's followed. Okay. Okay. So now, this question is going to be asked to both Rashiv and Rivragel. The Corona pandemic has been deeply divisive worldwide. The reactions to the pandemic have caused machlokas between communities, among shuls, rebbeim within communities, between shuls and friends and neighbors. The intensity of machlokas has been exacerbated by the fact that people's health, lives, livelihoods, and general well-being are at all stake. Just about nobody has been spared of the plague of machlokas that has accompanied the pandemic. How, as a community, do we repair the damage done by this machlokas and move beyond the divisions? Also, as an individual, how do we know which, you know, I guess, uh, side of the machlokas should we follow? So this is first. Uh, the Rangel, do you want to start this? Oh, okay. No, you go first. You go first. Okay. Um, so it's, a, it's obviously a very difficult question. I'd like to, um, I, I would like to tell over a story of a very different context, but I think it has a lot to say. I heard this from Arya Finkel's Chanevracha. Arya Finkel was one of the uh, Rosh Hashivas in the mirror. He was a huge person, tzaddik and so on. And he was a grandson of Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanefeld. Uh, his his um, mother had been a, a, a granddaughter, I think, not sure if a, a step-granddaughter or granddaughter, but, but those are Hans Zanderfeld's family. So he, he knew a lot of stories. And he told me once, as I heard from him, walking with him, that the Kanoim of Yerushalayim came to Yosef Chaim Zanderfeld, and they told him, you puzzle us with your behavior. You said that Rev. Cook is an apicorus, and you machabed him tremendously. So he said, he said, I never said anything like that. He said, I said in his work, there is apicorsis, but the person is far, far from an apicorus. And the point that he made was, you can criticize actions that has nothing to criticize the person. So um, you, you, can, you can be very sharply critical, as Rebbe Chaim was, about he disagreed very strongly with certain things written in his works, and he felt they are apicursus, but he felt that the, but the person was, 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 was a giant. And the disagreement with the particular issue didn't reflect on the person. So if somebody is coming, if somebody is, 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 has an intent, I, I had the same feeling there was one, some argument in the shul, uh, in one of the shuls in, in, in the community, where there was some disagreement about the Israeli peace treaty, uh, 
And there was one congregant who felt that it's very positive, and one congregant felt it's terrible danger, and he stopped talking with him. He said there was no, it wasn't that he talked to him, it wasn't look at him, and so on. What's wrong about this is, if the other person is somebody who's out to destroy Israel, he's a terrorist or whatever, so of course, th- that means that the person is a murderer, and you treat him as such. If the person really wants the benefit, but he feels a peace treaty um, with giving away the conquered land with the, 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 or the land of the Green Line is a way to get peace, and you think that that's wrong, absolutely, and that's dangerous, you can fight the issue very strongly, but why is it that, um, but why is it to the person? person is a good person. Person means well. Person wants well. Understanding that, on a partic- yes, we can be very strong. Let's say our position is masks are important, vaccinations are important. So we feel very strongly about it. And we can make the point, and we should make the point very strongly. Understanding the other people it, 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 and understanding why it is they're negligent and why it is like that, then it's something that, that, that being able to divorce the issue from the person, I think is going to be extremely important. And we need to keep doing it. There will always be disagreements on issues. Um, there were tkufis when they were very harsh about chesidim misnagdim, the tkufis about Zionists and anti-Zionists, the tkufis about this. Understanding that we can be very strong about how we feel about an issue, and yet understand that the other person, as a person, is coming from someplace else. Um, you know, I, I want to, I, I, you know, I, I do have, I guess it's not so secret, I, I do feel strongly about and critical of different parts of community that seem to be very lackadaisical about it. And one of my sons told me the following, not rebuttal, but he said, Abba, he said, I work in Borough Park. People live with 10 kids in two bedrooms. They don't have computers. They don't have Zoom. They don't have anything. Do you think you could hold out like that? And then they tell you after quarantine, do you think you'd be able to do it? Would you be able to be Omar bin Isayyad? He said, is, is, is the family that lives next to door, door to them, the father and mother work. And if they don't work, there's no food on the table. They live from hand to mouth. He said, and one of the kids gets sick. And the choice is either, either everybody quarantines or what, what happens? There's no food on the table. Do you think you would be able to you would tell the truth and say, no, he has a sniff like they're not coming to work? They work by the hour, both of them. What would you do? Um, what would you do in a case of, he said, the family has, it's the third time that an eight-year-old boy has to be in his room two weeks himself. The kid is suffering emotional damage. Would you be able to do that? Those are very, very strong points. I, I, I don't know, you know, it has nothing to do with the right and wrong, the same Shemayim and, and so on, but put yourself in other people's shoes um, and understand. So, so it, at least we can understand that there are different mindsets, there are different opinions about certain things, and there are different challenges. So we can be strong about the, the, what we believe is the right thing to do, but we need to learn to understand the other people. And I think HaKadosh Baruch Hu has pushed this. Baruch Hashem, we're a society where there aren't that many machlokis. 
Chassidim and Mestag, they're not killing each other, and 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 uh, Zionist and Zionist not killing each other. It's it's a much so Kachpo gave us a Nisayan where we do have a, a sharp division now, and learning teaching the kids both that a person can be strong about a shita, but but but. Um, non-judgmental with people is a very important lesson to learn from it. Rangel? So uh, somebody asked me, told me the Shabbos story, they were in Bora Park and they were masked and a woman confronted them, why are you wearing a mask? What do you think about me? So I said, I would have answered, I don't think about you. I don't have an opinion about you. I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know your, I don't know your issues. So I, I'm not going to, I'm sure you have a good reason why you're not asking, but uh, you know, that, 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 I, that the, um, I shouldn't be the one, it's not my job to, 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 to judge you. Like, so like, what, what's the, what does that mean? Um, so I think that that's, you know, just echoing what Rebaron is saying, Robert is saying, well, you know, let's try and put ourselves into understand where they're coming from, which I think is a very important point. Uh, but sometimes you know, this whole idea that we have to, we just have to respect that somebody else has the right to have another way of looking at something. You might don't understand where they're coming from. I said they're good people, and they probably have a good reason why they're doing something. Maybe I disagree with that, but they have a good reason. I think the challenge, I think the question that takes us is that, we, that you know, these damage has been done. And uh, the question is, how do we come back from the damage? You know, there has been McCluckers, there has been a disagreement, and people have a long, we have long memories. You know, this fellow, you know, really insulted me, and he really, you know, made a comment about me that, I, that I'm ridiculous or that I'm, 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 I'm too far from to, you know, in the, in the, in the thing, or I'm not, not from enough, and you know, I'm a, this guy's a Ritzayach, and this guy's a this, and that. We've, made, we've said the names, we've, we've said those things. Um, and now maybe from the, from the space of distance of time, we're saying, you know what? That wasn't such a smart move to do. So at an individual level, the right answer is just apologize. I mean, you know, there's apologies, you know, is, and a sincere apology, you know, I look back because I wasn't happy the fact that I did that. I feel bad that I did that. And I apologize. Is that going to solve the problem 100%? Of course not. Damage is done. Uh, relationships have to be rebuilt. Trust has to be, be, be recreated. Um, another thing to think about is, you know, what Obama was saying, we haven't had a, a crisis like this in a, in a situation. I, I imagine, I don't know for sure, but I imagine during World War II, when the crisis was in crisis, there was different opinions how to deal with the issue. And each opinion felt that the other opinion was, was, was not approaching it correctly. And it was a matter of life and death. And it's a matter of life and death. You get very intense. You know, it's a matter about do you like chocolate cake or vanilla cake. It, it's it's just not the same intensity. The issue over here is we're dealing with life-threatening issues. People are going to react very strongly. Uh, so what happened to Klai Yisrael? Time passed. You know, I don't think that necessarily every single person over there was able to move on. You know, from these arguments, and some of them weren't. But the vast majority of people moved, did move on. And time heals the wounds of that. You know. People had new new projects to deal with. Things, they start working together again. They started doing things together, and they they, they realized you know, that, that you know whatever happened in the past, as they were rebuilding, etc. There there was ways of reconnecting. So I think that as we're moving forward, you know, uh, moving out of this, and you know, there's things which need to be practical things which need to be dealt with, um, um, as 
uh, if groups get together and work, you know, and you ensure they're included in your group, somebody from the other camp, so you'll connect with them over those type of things, and that will be, be, be go very far towards healing and bringing people back together again. Um, and uh, there's well, you know, the, 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 the other issue which Robert mentioned, I just want to echo, like I, I've heard from the mental health people, uh, various different you know, Tamidim who are in the field and others, members of the people who discuss issues with me about how much damage this, the lockdowns have done, et cetera, et cetera. The media hasn't, for whatever reason, has not publicized that. So people aren't aware of how, how significant that is, how difficult it is, et cetera. And when somebody, in order to avoid that, is uh, being lackadaisical about the, 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 the lockdown, et cetera, there's a lot more to the story. Now, sometimes people move from there to the point where they just are lackadaisical, period. Well, that's how human, people, human beings work. Yeah, I understand, you know, it was a question of, what, of livelihood. My story is going to, right now, there's the reason why you shouldn't wear a mask, et cetera. But the answer is that even so, that, that's the reality of what happens, is we tend to, once we talk things, things we, 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 for a valid reason, we, we realize that we're not going to take things so seriously. We just don't take them seriously at all. So it, within the world of judgment, there's a lot of ways of understanding and donning people. They're good people. They mean well. They're not bad people. They're not out to. And uh, they don't take these things seriously it's because uh, maybe they've developed an attitude towards that. You know, a lot of these things weren't as serious as, as the, the, the doctors were saying, the media was saying. Eventually, you start losing trust in all those statements. So I don't take anything seriously anymore. Uh, is that the right answer? That's not the right answer. Can I understand why somebody would do that? I couldn't understand why somebody would do that. So, the more, so I guess the points to what we, we, we can understand somebody better. We can apologize. We can learn to just stop judging, period. We can find opportunities to interface with these people in positive areas and rebuild and connect again. All those hopefully will move towards the, the, overcoming the divisions. And the last answer is time, time heals. The time heals, you know, it's, it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time and there's gonna be some people which can't move on and will be stuck in it. But many people will move on and that, that's the reality of how we work. Okay, next question. I guess Sorry. the second half of the question was who to listen to. What was it? Right. So I'm going to throw that back to Ravaran and see what, see what Ravaran says on that one, and then I'll, talk, and I'll say something. Well, I'll share an anecdote. Um, when, when the Elias Layol Siddha came out, uh, I don't know, a long time ago, so the first, the first edition of it, I happened to be in America. I was in Nazi Solstice at the time. I was in America visiting, I think, my parents, whatever. Someone told me there's a person in Flatbush who wants to see you. This person was a big genius, um, kind of an unknown figure. Like he had a small stable, a big Eloy, and he was kind of, I don't know, I guess uh, eccentric would be a nice word to, to describe. An interesting person. So I, 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 it's fine. I went there, and they told me he's a big Baldictic also. He said, listen, you're going, he said, you put out a sitter. It's not bad. I am sure you got already and going to get hundreds and hundreds of comments. This one telling you this way, this one telling you this way, this one, this way, this way. It will drive you crazy. So I'll tell you what. Listen to what I'm telling you and don't listen to anybody else. And that way you won't, it won't go crazy. So that was, uh, so apropos to the question, <laughs> I guess I'm going to be saying, listen to me and nobody else. That, that's it. But I, I want to—I I do want to point out something seriously. 
we don't have, unfortunately, our Dur claims allegiance to some sort of concept of Das Torah, which is really almost the hepach of what should be. In halacha, a, a murder Astra has power. A Moetzes Gedolah Torah is a non-existent entity, and the Gedolah Torah is also vague. Um, the the old days, communities had one Rav, one Bezdin, and they would make Takanis, and an Api Hachrosan, that's how things ran. For many reasons, we lost that. Some of it is just because we live in, in megalopolises. We, we, even in Warsaw, there was terrible if difficulties with, with getting something going because it, it, had, it was a big city. The vast majority of communities were small communities, each one a, a one, a one shul shtetl, and, and there may be another one, that's it. So there was a sense of, in, in communal issues, in, in, in issues that are relevant uh, to a tzibur and so on, you go with the Rav, you go with the Bezdin, um, and that's what it should be. The, unfortunately, so people who live in a more, in a smaller setting or community, Marshall, uh, someone asked me from Baltimore something about, it doesn't make sense what, uh, he, he disagreed with whatever the Rabbanim said. I told him, my belief is, Baltimore is a city that's still, it's the Rabbanim there are unified. It's, it's a bit, even though it's a big city, relatively a big killer, but there's, it's the Rabbanim are together enough that someone who does opposite of a declaration of the Rabbanim as a unit is a Polish Menatzibur with everything that it says about Nalacha. It's a terrible thing if the Rabbanim, so that's true about a Moyer for killer. When it starts becoming a, a mega killer and, and you get, Vague, I don't know. It, it, it's, I, 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 I think one of the things we're missing in our door is the sense of kehillah and leadership. And that's what's appropriate. So if a person belongs to a, to a community and there's a rav, you go with it. If a person feels that his rav is off the derech totally, um, then, then basically you should look for a different kehillah. That, that should be what you should do. But, but, and, and people need to go. And it doesn't make a difference whether you agree or disagree. You should be doing it. It's a famous mission of Hashanah where Liel met Rabbi Yeshua and he told him, you're wiser than me, but you did right and subordinate yourself to me. And that's the only way we can ever function as a tzibur. Um, I, I don't know what the solution is because it, it, when, when people bypass their rav, I, I, I mean, a certain Rosh Hashiva at Israel told me, I've heard this from a few Rosh Hashivas, but, but one told me specifically, he threw a bach out of the yeshiva, and then the father calls him up three days later that he spoke to Reb Chaim Kanyevsky, and Chaim said they have to take back the bach. So this person told me, I, I didn't bother to answer him, I just hung up the phone and I just disregarded it. What does that mean? What, what, what does it mean? It doesn't, what does that mean? It, it, it doesn't, um, somebody, a well-meaning person, I don't know who it is, but obviously a well-meaning person has been putting ads into the Modia for the last 20 years, I think. I, I've, I've seen it there for who knows how long. Every so often, a question of Chaim Kandeski, what should Kalei in America do for the terrible Zayas and Tzaris? And the answer is Yom Kippur Cotton. 
I didn't, I didn't send this person to Hanukkah Mashallah. I mean, there are rabbis in America. It, he, he's not a shliach of anybody. So maybe he wants to support the Modiyah, and that's fine. I, I get it. He's, it's a nice way to give him stock at the Modiyah by having an ad every month regularly uh, and paying for it. But what does it mean? I, I, I think this points out to a, a sore problem on Kaisal of the sense of Kehillah and Kehillah leadership. Baruch Hashem, people live in a nice out-of-town community. You can have that. That's one of the advantages. People live in big places. It's, it, I don't know. So having a shul with a very strong rod that people are there because they want to be with Hashem together, they see him as a manhig and so on, has that. If not, I don't know what to say. Okay. So I'm just going to make the question harder. Uh, so somebody raised this point Mama says last week that uh, with regards to how to deal with the issue of closing down the yeshiva, not closing down the yeshivas. So there's two Rosh yeshivas, and one of them uh, went and locked the doors of the yeshiva, and other one went, went and unlocked the doors of the yeshiva. So, so what do you want from the barker to figure out how to deal with an issue when the, his two rebellion, his two leaders, can't, can't figure out how to deal with the issue? And one did A, and one did B. Now, the, the, I know the names of the two individuals. Both of them are very and both of them believe that that's the right thing to do, etc. I, I can't believe that they, didn't have, they can't have a conversation about the issue and come up with something how to deal with it. Um, and uh, maybe eventually they, they did. Um, but that's the, type of, that's the type of challenge that you're facing uh, in, in Klaiusel. So a person who has a role, a person who was Mashad himself to a Rebbe in a yeshiva, and that's the person that he goes to for his halacha shaylas, etc. So there's halacha questions over here. So in general, you follow the person you're going to. Um, if if a person doesn't have that, so this is one of the this is one of the the more general challenges which we have in our generation, like Rebbe is saying, that uh, people live uh, rudderless, you know, and, and it works in both ends. I I I, I don't, you know, Reb Shach. Understood his his position in Kliyosel, and he he felt that Christ. He didn't wait for things to come to him. He looked into things. He dealt with dealt with things. He sent sent shluchim, etc. So you can say you know you could say there, there was people handling in the middle, etc. But he 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 took upon himself a mantle of leadership. Rabban Leib in, in his last years took upon himself to come to America and go be mechazik, etc. It means he understood that he plays a role in Kliyosel. The Chavetz Chaim played a role in Kliyosel. And he therefore was proactive to deal with issues, right? Means they felt that that that, that whatever simonim they had of, of their life, the Russian wants them to do something. They did something. That you have to listen to them because the Chabad Chaim forced you to do something. No, if you have a certain amount of respect for who the Chabad Chaim was, you tended to listen to what he has to say. The Rishach have the authority to make you do something? No. But there was a certain respect which he had in Klaiso, and part of the respect was the fact that he lived with the Musagi as a Christ. You know, a Rebbe within his Kehila, people respect what he has to say, partially because they understand he lives the feeling of a Christ. He, he, does, he, does, he goes to bed at nighttime, he's, he's carrying the burden of a Kehila upon himself, not just a, a personal, personal issues. A rabbi of a kehila lives with the Christ of a kehila. That's a, so you have a certain amount of respect to what he says, simply because you know that he's he's not just saying it. Whatever he comes, he, he takes a Christ. and there's a certain other you get when you take a Christ. You know, when you have a person who doesn't want to take that Christ, but we sort of like well, we don't have anybody else, so we sort of like force it on him. I don't know whether that it, 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 it invokes the same level of people wanting to follow what he has to say. 
when when the, the message is I really would not be I'd rather be doing something else, but okay, you ask me a question, I'll answer you. You know, as opposed to uh, the, the the messages, I, I care about you, I think about you, you're important to me, I've thought this through the best I can, and this is the best I can say. Now, you don't have to listen to me because I don't have no way to bind you to that. But the, uh, in the Kehillah, there, like Rebarn says, there's, there's a certain binding concept of, of, of the weight of a Kehillah. Historically, we don't have that much anymore. And, you know, in a few places you have such a thing. Um, you know, you move to Norfolk and there's one shul, you know, there's one, there's one, one rub, one shul, maybe, you know. You start moving beyond that, it becomes more challenging. Uh, I think we, we we the leadership is is a, issue is a challenge uh, on the, the on the leadership part and on the on the lead, on the people following. So the simple answer is I don't have a good answer to the question. How do you know who to follow? The only thing I could say is, um, in the in Yisraeli Torah in this week's parsha, um, there's a piece from the Munas and Deus that that, that the Baron put in the part in there, that he says that you know when a Navi would come and claim he's speaking in the name of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, the people around Navi would see some type of a simon of a light or something which would indicate it. And they could, he said they could be mashar the amount of time that it was, it was, it was in effect. So he comes and he gives you a 14 hour drusha that the Bershom said, but they only saw that light for three minutes. We know that there's something wrong. Right, so they'd be Mashiach, you know, they would say, you know, the amount of time, what you said could have been conveyed in that period of time which you received it. They believed him. Um, there's a certain Seattle Deshmaya we get sometimes. If we really, really want to know the answer, a lot of times we know that if we're really willing to listen to, willing to, listen to the answer, we know uh, that's the right to the concept called Mabato Emes, that if deep down we want to know what the answer is, we're going to get the answer. I'm just maybe, just, he, he says, there was an initial of the V, initial of a common, right? And they didn't know the answer until Kosh gave the answer. So he says, okay, so the poor Yid went to, went to the Novi, and he says, I don't know, everything's fine. Went to the Chacham and said everything is fine. And Bershom brings the Korban and says, not fair. The Chacham said it's not a problem. The Beam said it's not a problem. So what do you want from me? He says, deep down, you know the answer that there was a, pro- there was a problem. And you don't don't pawn it off onto the Rabbah, to the, the Chacham, you know, that, that he didn't say everything was okay. So why is it because I'm okay? Because deep down, Klai still, they really wanted to know the answer, but knew that there was an issue. So sometimes deep down, we, we know that, that, you know, we don't we don't want to listen, so we so we say we well, we find a rav who uh, stands in my position, so that's why I listen to them. But deep down, a lot of times we really know there are we should be acting differently, and uh, it's not as long as somebody says okay, why should I change? So we have to be very very careful about those type of thought processes. Okay, okay. So the next question is also for both um, the Rosh Shiva and Rav Rangel. Okay, is Zoom here to stay? Because of COVID, we all, got, we all got more comfortable on Zoom and it has been easier for many of us to attend Shurim as less travel, more time saved. Also, we have been able to access Shurim in Israel and different locations. Is this the proper medium going forward or is there a reason we should strive not to have this be the new normal? Um, so I would say the following. Um, it, it, one, one of the malachas of Shabbos, you know, all the malachas of Shabbos are, are seen as being creative. They create something to create some new reality and so on. And Borer is a very interesting malacha. Borer does not create anything. It sorts out stuff. And, and Borer is a very, very, it's, it's, a, it's a real malacha. The Koach HaBechira is not just to choose it's to choose in the sense of borer. 
In other words, it's not just should I fight my servants at home, it's to make decisions that separate the chaff from the wheat. So that's why personally, I'm very, whenever something, a new technology comes out and you get the people that say, this will save the world and the people that say, this is a churban. My personal idea is um, it can't be either the two extremes. Um, on, on, uh, until Mashiach comes, there's no perfectly good. And if a Kachbrochu brings something to the world, it can't be perfectly bad. And, and uh, therefore, people who embrace technology uh, without question, anything, anything that's, some people, as soon as they hear the word modern, new, um, you know, it, 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 cutting edge, they cut themselves on the cutting edge immediately. And there's some people that as soon as they hear the word new, they, um, as somebody once said, some so famously said, and somebody said, that's a new inter- interpretation of the word, you know? That's a, it's, a, it's a new pshat in Chodesh. <laughs> so um, either the two, I think, is not, that's, my, I guess, my chinach, my mahalach, is to look at the good and the bad. The good is, like I said over here, um, we're able to access a lot more stuff. We're able to get together with 80 alumni in different parts and different places and not even put out a bottle of soda or cookies. It cost us nothing. That's amazing. And it's wonderful to meet everybody. That's one half of it. There's a second half. Um, I, I do, as all of you know, I do the beginners for the mirror. I go down there. And the, the ones that we did in the summer were all on Zoom, obviously. I was at Israel, and I was interviewing Bachram in New York. You see the person, he sits there, you talk to him. All of us, there are a few people involved, myself, there's a Friedman, he's the Mashkiach, there's another Beichen. Everyone felt that we did not have as good feel and make as good decisions as we would in a personal meeting. And, and I see the person, the Zoom is set up in the yeshiva there, the guy sits in a chair and it's, everything's the same. It's not the same. A, a very, I was, I was speaking recently on Zoom for a modern Orthodox uh, high school, and I was, they, were, they asked about my decision to go to, uh, to, to, uh, to yeshiva, to, you know, the, uh, and so on. And I thought about it, it made me think, and, and, I, and one of the things I think I zeroed in on was the impression that the people made on me. No amount of explanations in the world could impress me with Avasatoira except as much as being with Reb Nachum together. Nothing in the world could impress me with what the Amkus of Torah is, it being with Reb Moshe Shapiro together. Um, there's something about the Gemara speaks about Risi Machor, Risi Lefanov. I guess Zoom adds another dimension. There's, there's Risi Lefanov with Zoom and Risi Lefanov. In person, a personal contact with with a person is a different world. And since Torah comes from person to person, we miss it. And it, therefore, it's it, it's critical that we use Zoom as a tool, but we don't replace. There should not be a Matthias where somebody has no shurim with a live person that he considers a rebbe of sorts. 
Um, so uh, an all-deaf program like the OU has is phenomenal. It should, there, sh there needs to be some aspect where a person has personal contact. And, and um, it's like all, I believe, all technology needs to be made use of. I mean, uh, from the Itzah Chachma to Zoom, all of these things have given us a lot of tools. They have not replaced. And therefore, the Malecha Saborer is to take what's good and useful and to not swallow it whole hook, line, and sinker. That, that's what I feel about it. So um, I go back many, many years. I can't place exactly when. I, I might have been a Barker still. Fell tells me he was traveling to some out of, like, out of, real out of town community. He went there for Dab and he walks in and he hears in one of the side rooms that there's a Dafyar Mishir being given. And the, 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 the Magad Shir is phenomenal. Like it's like, it's it totally out of context of the place where he was in, it was maybe in the Annapolis, I don't know where, where, where it was. And it's just like, he totally didn't expect a, a, a Talmud of that caliber saying a Shir like that. So he goes to peek in the room to see who it is. And he sees three people sitting there learning the Daf with, with a tape recorder. And they're playing a tape, they're playing a cassette tape of, of, of the Daf Yermi from, from the Dial Daf or whatever it is, whoever the Magad Shir is. I, so that was the story. So my, my reaction was, I remember when I, when I, when I heard it, there's like, it's a, the, the, the fact that they chab, that they should sit around the tape recorder together is such a hush of a thing. Theoretically, each person can sit at home with his own tape recorder. The fact that, they're, yeah, they're, you're using the technology of the tape recorder, they don't have a market share there who could give them a, a share of caliber. So they found a way to get that. So stay at home. They're not learning with Harusa, they're each listening to the tape. But the fact that they're learning they're learning Torah but as a tzibur, that's not true of each one's in their, in their own spot. So even if I can see you on the screen, the, the mile of Talmud Torah, which is done with tzibur, that there's a, there's a, there's a Kedusha, which the Mishnah says, that you know, the, the Shekhinah comes, etc. There's a certain mile to that on the Ruchnius level. On the Gashmius level, a group, there's, there's a trend of the motivation which a person gets when he's part of a group. There's a camaraderie. There, there's a reason why there's clubs in the world. There's a reason why people belong to different clubs, etc. They feel that this is their club. That person is part of a Dafyomi club is a phenomenal thing. It's much better than a lot of other clubs that are available over there. Their camaraderie is we, we together do something together as a group. We learn Torah together. It's mechazic each other. It makes connections. It gives persons a... a, 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 a quality connection with somebody uh, that, that our connections built over Torah. That's a beautiful thing. So, you know, so they, so they have human together. They have different things to do together. Imagine everybody has it over Zoom and they get together, you know, and they each, by the time of the Siam, each person sits in their house and eats a, a Kanish in honor of the Siam in their house. And the Hebrew is not, is not happening. Human beings, one of the things we learned, lessons we learned from this whole situation is human beings cannot function without Hebrew to each other. That, that has been the lesson which I think if, you know, everybody's saying we're doing okay, we're, you know, but, I really, but I really miss interfacing with people. So if a person has an opportunity to learn Torah and, and let that be his shalom that he, I, he can gain more time. If he sits at home, he can sit and learn for an hour and a half. If he drives to the shul to learn, he only gets an hour. So what should he do? Should he learn for an hour for an hour or should he learn for an hour and a half? It's a good question. And I think the answer is I would give the person to learn for an hour in the shul. 
Yeah, because learning the learning the Chirusin person or a Shirin person, Maisa, has a greater impact than you both in the Ruchnistic level and the Gashmistical level. That that Zoom isn't the phenomenal thing that we have. Op- I remember I had this order when they enters the site, tenth year site, ended up being by Zoom. And uh, at one point in time, I checked the number of participants. There's over 250 pe- people co- connecting, which most of those were families, not individuals. So you're talking about probably 500, 600 people were on that uh, on that that event, which had it been done locally without the Zoom, it would have been a few hundred people, less, much less. And here are people in Arizona, people in New York, et cetera, were able to connect to the 10th yards of Rebbe Anima. That's such a phenomenal thing that the Russian gave us. We have such an opportunity, right? But have the opportunity, so but a hybrid, we believe we, we live in a world of hybrids. We have hybrid cards. Well, why can't have, we can have a hybrid? We can have a share in person. And the person who can't make it, there's a Zoom option. So you can clear Hakira. If it's Kadai to have a Zoom, because maybe some guys will be motivated not to come, but if they have the Zoom, well, maybe we'll come. I, you know, you have to know your Zebra, and so some Zebra that's Taka Rokhashash, some Zebra that's not. So you'll, you, know, you have to make a, make a holistic answer to that question. One, you know, there's different answers to the way to answer that question. But add some much of the Zoom is a tremendous smile. Of course, it's a tremendous smile. Should, it, should that be the, the primary way to go forward? I don't think it's the primary way to go forward. Should it be an option which exists? Of course, it should be an option which exists. It's like Aaron is saying, you know, we, we could take the process of burr, taking the good from the bad, um, is, is now what we can say is just maybe add on to the issue of you know, technologies. And the, there's an element of humility which we need to keep in mind. We don't know what the final, what the impact of these type of changes will be. You know, it sounds good, and we may, we'll do as best as we can to figure it out. But we have to understand, you know, if if the Zoom would come with the new normal, like ten years from now, what will people look like in regards to their gishmak and learning? What will they look like in regards to their kids' uh, understanding of devotion to learning? What, what, what would the impact be of such a decision? We don't know. We don't know whether it'll be good or bad. It might be phenomenal. It might be, you know, because the kids sees me sitting and learning in my study as opposed to I go to the show and he never sees me. It might be the opposite that the kid looks thinks I'm playing on the computer the whole day, you know. I, you know how the how, what's the impact? We don't know for sure how it's going to play out. So uh, you know we have kabdeyu v'chashdeyu. You know that, that, that we were mechavet something that has a value to it, and we're chesed. Maybe we have to be concerned that you know try and make the best guess that we can of how it's going to play out and try and do the best thing we can to make sure that it's done in in the proper way, the best way, and then reassess. We have to be honest about a reassessment. You know, five years from now, this has become uh, more entrenched in Yisrael. Has it been better? Has it accomplished more? Has it become a reason why people are not connecting and not learning as much as they should? It became, it's more like it is. You, you can sit in your, you know, the, the Veld has the, the issue with the business meetings with the person sitting in their, in, in the, in their gotchkas, gotchkas, you know, like, you know, like, there's a covenant terror. What does it mean, Lamaisa? We'll have to see. And it might be a communal answer, it might be an individual answer. All it has to be reassessed down the road. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the next question is for the Rosh Hashiva. I live in the New York area. It feels like Orthodox Judaism is for the rich. Private tuition, expensive kosher food, and big families. Are we pushing people out unconsciously? What's the individual's responsibility on this issue as it relates to the community? Okay, um, so there are two parts of the question. Um, 
the fact that it feels authoritarian for the rich. <laughs> so, I mean, I believe all over America, um, let's put it this way, the authoritarian community is a blip of all America. The vast majority of Americans feel um, that they're struggling. Um, that, you know, if we would we say to ourselves, if we would send our kids to public school and we'd be able to eat McDonald's and we wouldn't, we wouldn't need to have more than one kid, we would be fabulously wealthy. If you look around, that's not the case. Um, everybody feels, and, and there are people, I, I read an article about why not having kids is a good idea because to raise a kid costs $285,000 till he goes to college. That's without tuition. That's without a hat and a jacket. Um, and uh -huh. that's the figure that costs. And you can do a lot of good things with $5,000 much better than having a kid. It's a shita, it's a of some sort. Um, but the truth is, the, the economics... And I'll try to explain why I think it is. I think it's a simple um, phenomena of psychology and economics. A person doesn't start by saying, what do I need? And then let me earn enough money. We look around us and we expand our desires and needs to fit our budget plus um, so a person who's earning $100,000 a year would like things that cost $120,000. Persons earning two hundred dollars would like two hundred fifty. dollars That's human nature. That's why most people are, you know, living uh, off credit. Most people do not have money saved up uh, in any way for, for, for the later years because people tend, their sense of what's considered comfortable and decent expands with, with their income. So no matter how much we would have, we would push. And a lot of that depends on the society we live in. Um, if, a person, if a person lives in, in, in a place where everybody goes to a, a hotel for Pesach, he feels terrible not going to a hotel for Pesach. I, I, somebody wrote an article about why he took his kids out of yeshiva, put in public schools because it's very difficult to be an Orthodox Jew. It, you have to, it costs 25000 for a basic hotel and 40000 for this. And I mean, those are all expenses that doesn't say it's a Makashenik Suvabatera. I'm not, not aware of the midst of the basic hotel exactly. And, and, and yet it's, it's part of it. So if we ask ourselves, um, let's go down the list. So, so first of all, I believe no matter what you would do, you would spend it on restaurants. Um, you know, in, 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 if you don't ever eat out, that's a, you know, for a lot of people, that's a big difference. For some people, it's unthinkable. Eating out is, is part of life. Going away from Pesach is part of life um, and so on. So if you go through the list, the, the, the question is the other way around. Um, having children is what a person lives for. Teaching them Torah is what we live for. Would we want a kid to grow up to be a guy? Which is what would happen? I mean, whether whether a, a guy in in you know a halachic or Jewish, but but we don't want that. So so our life is for having children, raising them for Torah and mitzvahs. Kosher food is expensive, but um, it depends also what food you buy. Um, you know, 
we, we you could live a lot lot simpler. People, there are people in Williamsburg um, who who have many kids and live in, at, at a fraction of what we live at. In, in in yes, it's it's a way that's kind of we would have a hard time imagining it, but it exists. So, so uh, it, the the question really is always between what we value, what do we want our money for, um, if, if a person feels, I mean, as a person who's a, a yeshiva person and grows up with yeshiva values, it, my hope and dream is that all my kids learn as much as possible and whatever I can possibly do to make them happen. I, I, I don't have any dreams of retiring to a place in Florida and playing golf for the rest of my life. Um, that's it, it's just not part of my sense of what, and I'm sure most people who, who are B'nai Torah. So, so, so none of that, and we'll always have the pressure. Nobody, I want to read a story, it's a, a beautiful, a, 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 a true story. In the, it, this was in the 40s, I think, even the 40s or the 50s, a company decided that labor is the biggest expense. They found a Farouk, the island of the Caribbeans, where people there were willing to work for half a dollar an hour, and they built a factory there. And the factory was churning out tchotchkes, whatever it was, and the labor component was a half a dollar an hour, when, it, when in New York it was three, four, five dollars. And, and the, the head of the company was ecstatic. Wow. One day, uh, uh, like a year later, he gets a call from the head of the factory, and he says, my, he says they all stop working. They're on strike or something. No, no, they all stop working. The kids said, what, who's, who, who got to them? Who told them or whatever? The kids said, they, they, they sat down with them, and the guys told them, you know, we have enough money to live on for a year. There's nothing more we need to work for. Why, why should we spend our day in the factory? We, we, have, we have a year's worth of money, and that's it. The kids, uh, they were always mentioned. I mean, he couldn't threaten to fire them because there was nobody else he could hire. It wasn't. And then somebody got a brilliant idea and he gave them all catalogs for Sears and Roebuck. For those of you who, I don't know if remembers it here, but those of you who, who read about it. <laughs> and Baruch Hashem, they all ran back to the factory and they had to work for it, may have answered. So, so it, it, a lot of our sense of, that's how we work. We don't, we don't stop and say we make a pencil is what we need. A person, a person has a counter set up and he looks around and there are things that are nicer. There are things that are more batamped, more, more decent, more comfortable, and it only takes another 10, 20%. That's how we work. That's every one of us. So, so, so I think rethinking what we are and what our values are and, and so on, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to be dependent on someone, but I have no dreams of retiring to anything or I, I would like, you know, to do what I can for the diverse that, to come. So that's, that's first Ashkafa. What's the individual responsibility on this issue of the community? That's a very tough one because it's always an issue. Why should I do something um, different? I, I have a chava of mine who's a wealthy man and, and he's, a, he's a person who has values, ideals, and he struggles a bit between the two worlds. So when his oldest son got bar mitzvah, he told him, Avrami, listen, I don't like, I, I think people should be cutting down on bar mitzvahs. I'm a wealthy man. I will take the money that I would spend on bar mitzvah. I'll put it in your bank in a special stock account. 
And every year on your birthday, you can withdraw the interest and distribute it to any stock you want. So the poor kid was stuck. He was a good kid. He is a good kid. I mean, he's not a kid anymore. He's a grown up. He's a, he was a good kid. He knew it's the right thing, but he wanted about mitzvah. So he told his father, listen, if you do it this way, people are not going to learn a lesson from you. They'll think that you're crazy and you don't know how to do things right. So for me, make me a regular mitzvah like everybody else. For my siblings, now that people see you know how to do things normal, for my siblings, it should do the arrangement that you, that you, that you wanted to do and do the stock account and, and so on and so forth. That was his response. Um, the, 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 it's very hard to go to a particular chassan kala and say, listen, you need to set an example. So you're going to have a dreary chassan someplace and people will learn from you. It, it's hard. You know, everyone, everyone is his own person. Nobody feels so. But definitely, I mean, if a person makes a, a person, I was a few weeks ago in someone's house who is arguably one of the wealthiest people and certainly in front of his about soccer. And his home is, is something that a, I would feel comfortable buying. And it's incredible. And, and I, it's, it's unbelievable. And I've been in other people's homes like that who really you couldn't tell. So when you set an example like that, it is, it is something. Um, who, is the pe- who are the people that can set those examples and should set those examples? I don't know. You know, it's everyone feels, everyone becomes a big honor and says, you know, I'm not as wealthy as they think and I'm not as, 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 as well known. He should, the other guy should set the example. But I don't, I, I don't, it, it's, that's one of the hardships in, 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 in things that have become social norms. Who's the one that's going to set the example? When people, when the right people set examples, make a difference, and and there should be um, that should take place. But again, I, I'm, I'm you know, it, it's something that is very hard to put a finger on the right person. Okay. Okay. This next question is for for Wrangle. <clears throat> COVID for many of us elicited a wake up call for at least a moment at some point. As a sham, we are moving out of it, and the natural course is to forget our awakening and go back to status quo. How do we take it with us? Is there a specific message Hashem has sent us that he wants us to hear and carry on with us? Okay, so there's, there's really two questions here. Um, I'm going to go to the second question first, just to take it off the table a little bit. Um, I'm not a big advocate of specific messages that Hashem has sent us that he wants us to hear and carry on with us, because... Uh, to say it on the communal level, for sure not. Uh, we know how to interpret what a Kodesh Baruch was saying. That's pro- probably not realistic. Rashi Reb Chaim told me, Chaim Steinzik Lebracha, that the, the concept of, of the, he quoted from the Chazanish, that nowadays we don't know how to do media to connect in media. To figure out what the message of Hashem wants to send us. To, since it happened like this, must be that's the simon, you know. Uh, Nevoah belongs to uh, Nashim and Tiktanim and Shaitim. Uh, I can't claim belonging to the first two groups. The last group I do not want to claim belonging to. So I know why, why the Russians sent the message. It's very not a good idea. Um, that there's a general message that we, we, need to, uh, we need to grow and we need to change. That's always a, that's always a good message. But each, each person really should uh, look into his own, his own uh, area and see how it affected him. What was the message? And of course, there are certain uh, common threads which come up uh, in the time. But I, the first question is well, the question I want to focus on. Um, 
it did elicit a wake-up wake call for, for us, at least a moment at some point. And uh, we're moving on, and how do, how do you hold on to that? So uh, uh, this is a general problem, whether it's on a communal level or an individual level, the person has a, a crisis in their life, and it causes them to take stock and, and maybe to make some decisions, good decisions. And then the crisis, crisis passes, and then we sort of forget. Um, the, 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 I, had, I had a cataract surgery in both of my eyes many years ago. And when they finally took off the patches, I was able to see. So I said, that, that day with the, with, the, with the Kavona, which was through the roof. And I said to myself, that from now on, the rest of my life, I'm going to have such a curse, I'll tell you, for my eyesight. Because the difference between before the surgery and after the surgery was, was, was extraordinary. So my Pekech Ibrahim is going to be with tremendous Kavona, etc. So it didn't last that long. Uh, New Year's resolutions, you know, uh, you know, maybe have less staying power, but this didn't have that much more staying power than New Year's resolutions. Um, what, what the Bali Musr always say is that, that, that the, the, the real way to hold on to something is by learning Musr. Now, that, that's because the Bali Musr, the Bali Chassidus is that you're learning Chassidus. The point is, you need a a a from a moment is a sarusa de la something which Rebbeim sent you. You have to now change it to something which, somewhere that you want to be mechazik yourself on an ongoing basis. So if a person makes it says, okay, because of this, I'm going to learn something which will remind me of what I what 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 I what I thought about. I will do some type of, I will read through a list of Kabbalists that I made. I will learn some Musr. I will pick an area which I feel I need to work on, which I came aware of that, and I'll learn some Musr about it. Do something which is, I'll listen to a shir about it. I'll, I'll make a karusa with somebody about it. I'll have a chaver which will remind me about it. But the, the, if the person figures he's just going to do it on his own based on the, the, the hisaris, uh sadly, we've seen that that's not the reality, uh, that, that that doesn't work. You know, that, that, Unless there's something which you do to concretize it and make it real, it doesn't last. So how do we take it with us? By doing these type of things, which which will take that the moment of his errors and turn it back into an area of a void of the person. That uh, the void is to hold on to the thought, for whether you, whether you actually change it, just at least hold on to the thought. And the hope is eventually, by, by, by whittling away at it little by little, eventually a person is able to uh, uh, to make some difference. Last point I just want to say over here is the real goal is 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 is, is only as realistic if we're looking for minimal change. If we're looking for phenomenal changes in my lifetime in in the person's life, it's not going to work. Uh, if a person says, "I want to make a real minimal change," that's something which is realistic, and now you have a chance of maybe holding on to. You want to make a major change of how you deal with things. Well, uh, Leno, that doesn't work. Okay. Okay, so I guess we'll we'll do one more question, and this will be for both Roshiva and Rebrangle. COVID has made the world smaller for many of us. Less people you socialize with, limited outings with kids or adults. As an outcome, we have more family time and less socializing with, in some respects, may, uh, I'm sorry, rich in some respects makes staying yasher easier. Less lush and horror, less focus on materialism. However, the trade-off is we are less part of the world in the sense that we are seeing less people and then by definition, affecting people less and have less opportunities to do many mitzvahs and be present in our communities. Which is more ideal? So I guess we'll start with a Mishnah. Um, 
So if a person does not have a circle that includes only himself, he doesn't exist. If a person only has a circle, a concentric circle that consists only of him, he's all potential. The word ma is potential, but it's not used anywhere. In other words, if, if instead of seeing this an either or, um, or even parallel, it, it really is um, a series of steps. A person needs to, when a person dabbles from it's himself and Yerushalayim. When a person is is um, learning with Chavrusa, it's him and Chavrusa. And um, when a person is dabbling with a minion, it's him and his minion, and so on. The the, the Rebel Khan and Wasserman had um, arguably the most important yeshiva in Europe. It was the only yeshiva, pretty much, that dealt with teenage boys. Most yeshivas started at 17, 18. His yeshiva went from 12, 13 to 17, 18. It was the equivalent of a massif, like six years. And he forged Bnei Torah. He, he was really, it was the institution that forged Bnei Torah. And then they went on to Kamnitz, to, to, to Mir, to Mir later, usually Radin and so on, the Kletsk and so on. The, um, the, the, every Elul, Rebel Hanan would leave the yeshiva for Elul and go to Radin. And um, recharge. Rebbe Khan was a person who ran the yeshiva. Rebbe Khan was a person who was very involved in call things. Um, Elul, he recharged. And the, the point is, we, we don't, uh, we underestimate, um, because with such a large world, so many opportunities for interaction, that we lose any sense of self. And I think part of what we learned from this was how nice it is, how nice it is a person can think, how nice it is that a person can spend time just with his family, how nice it is that, you know, all of the, all the things mentioned. But it, it, so it, what it should be doing is, yes, we need to now make time where it's us ourselves. We need to make time with us and the family. Or I would say, me and my wife, and then the family, me and my wife and the children, and then um, the tzibur and the people around. Understanding the role of each piece, working and focusing on yourself builds yourself. You're able to think, you're able to, 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 to develop feelings, thoughts, ideas. Spending time with the family is a responsibility that is more valuable than anything you can possibly contribute financially to, to your family or in any other way. And HaKadosh Baruch gave each person kohos to deal with a cloud. Um, I know a Rav who's very incredibly busy Rav who handles massive amounts of Shilas. Every other year he takes three months, goes to his role and he's unreachable. And he needs to do it. He needs to do it because he would dry out. And, and uh, that's a balance. I and they have these things about caregivers that you must learn to take time for yourself because if not, you collapse and the patient collapses and everybody collapses. So I think this has given us a ruchtistic sense. Again, in the old days, people lived in small communities. There was minute, 
there wasn't, there was a lot of being by yourself. There was a lot of being with a small group of people. Today, we live in a huge world and, and we, we have no self. We're always diluted with the, 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 the thousand and one things. I think this has brought home this point. But it, but im mili. If I have no time for myself, then I cease to exist. But me when all I am is for myself, then money. I, I still remain potential. There's a story of Yisrael Salanta. Somebody came to Yisrael Salanta, told him there's a tzaddik nister hidden in this in this town, an extraordinary tzaddik nister. So Yisrael said, in, in a door like us. How it's impossible that a person who's a nista should be a tzaddik. If he's a tzaddik, he should be out there doing something. Rabbi Yisrael was very, Rabbi Yisrael was a Kirov person. He, he, he was trying to do for the dur. But the point was, if not, uh, you know, if, 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 you, if you don't give, so Rabbi Yisrael on the one hand believed Musa Seder should be a withdrawal to yourself, no chavrusa, no shir, sit in yourself and focus and concentrate you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But, but, but that your life should be spent doing for everyone. So instead of phrasing it as a, which is more ideal, the answer is both together with the, proper, with the proper proportion between the two, that's the ideal. So um, I, I will echo a lot of what Rebaran said. Um, this definitely was an opportunity for us to learn and going back to question number five, this is one of the lessons we want to take with us. Um, the impact that we can have on our families and ourselves is something which is a major lesson which we had. And I think that, you know, if we move forward and don't take that lesson with us, that's really very sad. But yes, when we live in the, in the, in the previous world with people who had many community responsibilities, there's friends, customers on a regular basis, and they're never home with their kids. And how do you balance that? And sometimes the answer is, you know, you're not going to go to somebody's hospital because you, your kids need you, need you more. Um, have we learned the lesson to be able to say that? Hopefully we have. Um, uh, the time with, with the family is, 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 is a tremendous, you know, whether the story is true or not, the, 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 it was apocryphal about the kid by the, by the Afi Coleman when he won, he won the Afi Coleman. So uh, he, asked, he wants to have a, a night to, to talk to his father. That was his... That was his request for his reward for being back to Afikoman. Should have one night, his father will have time to talk to him. Right. Is the story true or not? I don't know whether the story is true or not, but it's definitely a message about what, 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 our, what, what we look like sometimes. Um, so, yes, we, hopefully we become more aware of, of the, 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 the impact that we can have, but that the, that the person doesn't see himself as part of the community and doesn't understand that we, we have a tremendous impact and value to, to the community. Uh, is, is not correct. It's not a it's not a binary option over here. These two 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 things, it's a, the combination of both of them is true. Um, I would say two more points. When we say Chakir is in yeshiva, we say you know we give it is, is the shot like A or shot like B, right? So we're we're trying to understand the nakuda, which is the the, the root of the of the insert of something. Right. A person gets into a car accident, we say, well, it wasn't the problem, the fact that he was tired, it was nighttime, the tires are bald, it was raining. The answer is all of them, that they all were contributing factors. You know, the, the idea that, we, you know, well, it, the yeshiva hakira, was it the bald tires or was it the rain? You know, like, you know, you know, like which one did it? You know, you know like, that's, not a, that's not how we live in life. 
when you're learning alumnus al- 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 shulgi, so you 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 could you use that as a as a vehicle to get to the root of what's the yisod the more is trying to tell me is the more trying to tell me yisod or not. But when we're dealing with the realities of life, it's it's always a combination of many many factors. So binary options are are not real necessarily. In in the, so is it a, a or B? The answer is it's both. Um, the, the second part I want to say is that the Talzarov has a shmuz where he was asked. The, this question on a, on a personal level, the person was grappling with hishtamos atzmi versus being involved in the klal, etc. Um, so he gave the answer, which Revolver writes basically the same type of answer. He says, "Well, expand your expand your ani, expand who your atzmi is, and then you'll be able to be able to do both." Now, now that's a nice, beautiful answer on on paper. What it means lamaisa is a little more challenging, but it, it, the point is, we care about people. And, we, and the reason why we do it, reason we, if we go to Chas is because we feel we have an obligation to go. We really do not want to be there. We need to find a way to either l- l- learn to, I, that I really feel that I'm giving something positive by my pres- presence being there or spend more time with your kids. Right? If I'm going because I understand that I, what, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm really giving something of value to that person and therefore it's worthwhile to go. So then, so you have to work out the obligations of that, per, that person visiting your family. But th- yes, that's part of your obligation. You're offering something positive to this person by your presence at the chasna, or whatever it might be. So uh, if you're going to the kiddush and you're spending time talking to people, just schmoozing, you can be going home and having a nice time with your family. Yes, maybe you should learn that you should go home more quickly and shouldn't schmooze more. Do you need time to schmooze? Yes, we need time to schmooze. Yeah, but but if, if you realize that maybe you'll go to the, the Kiddush and there's three people which are off to the side, that if you don't go over and talk to them, nobody's going to talk to them and they really need that time that you're talking to them, then you have a real Shiloh. How do you balance those type of, of, of responsibilities with the responsibility of being, being, home, being there for your family? These people feel lonely, et cetera. Without you, they're going to really be, really be alone. So how do you balance that? How do you balance having guests over and balancing that with, you know, you're spending time on your family, with your kids and et cetera? Those are hard questions, are real questions. Those aren't any, aren't any more new now that we've, maybe just, they've just become more uh, clear in our minds, the challenges which are there. And, and there's no simple answer. Each person has to have a, a, an individual answer. And the answer which you have for today is not the answer for tomorrow. Uh, I just said over um, uh, that that um, first says why is there such, why is there something called Torah Sadorim? Like, like why is a person created Torah Sadorim? So if it's person who made a mistake, so Neder B'Tos doesn't need a Torah. So it means that Torah means means a person made a Neder, and he saw this, he saw a need to do something, and he corrected it. We grow, we change. So the, the area which was a positive act upon my part to address something today is a straight jacket a year from now. It's keeping me in, in that mode. That's not what I need to address right now. That's not, I'm, I'm past that. So the brush created a vehicle that you can, you can then say, well, it's not, it's not my circumstances anymore. It's time to move on. So that idea that the answers which we have right now, how we balance these, these responsibilities, there is an answer for when you're 40, and there's an answer when you're 50, and answer when you're 60. There's an answer when the, 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 the kids are away, are, are away at way in yeshiva and answer when the kids are home, but it's modern. There's different answers. It, it, it's all of it has to be uh, to taken into consideration. But yes, it's very, what we have accomplished, COVID has been a very positive thing. It's put the question on the table. And that's a very important thing because it will force us to try and think about it and come with an answer which maybe is not perfect, but it's better than it was until now. Okay, Fish 
So uh, I guess thank you everyone for attending. Thank you to Rashiva Rangel. And uh, Bezal Shem, I guess we'll be in touch with more programs. So, Shvatov. Bezal, we will we'll, we'll making the recording available. Somebody wants yes. to get a Yes, I'll, I'll send it out. You know, Mr. Shem, we have the recording sometime tonight or tomorrow. Okay. Okay, yes, Shakarach. Yes, Shakarach. Okay. And the meeting. I'll leave the meeting. Uh, no. Okay.